everything's changed forever. A revolution to create the future. And the future is pro wrestling. So, are you ready? Welcome to the Ultimate Pro Wrestling Podcast, a show by and for all wrestling fans. Whoever you cheer for, whatever you support, we are pro wrestling. We are the angle. As I sit here on this cold Tuesday morning, it's like 40 degrees outside, but I'm in studio, I'm warm, I got a good cup of coffee in front of me, yet I'm still uncomfortable, and I feel like I need to go on a rant. Actually, if I'm being honest here, I feel like I have to go on a couple of rants, because there's a few things that are just pissing me off. One being the garbage we saw on Friday night, two being the garbage we saw last night on Monday night. And three, the fickle WWE fans who accept that garbage and actually defend it. You've got to be kidding me. I'm seeing social media profile pictures of that ridiculous garbage Roman Reigns mascot dog that we have seen not once, but two times, twice, two weeks in a row we've seen that fucking dog barking making a mockery of the show, starting off the show, might I add. And I don't know if these fans are like these 13-year-old twerps or if they're actually 40-year-old virgins. I'm not sure which they are. But to defend this garbage, you've got to be a moron. I am a lifelong WWE fan, and when something is garbage, I admit that it's garbage. I don't defend it. I only defend it if I actually enjoyed it. And there are only... A few parts out of the last two shows out of nearly five hours of WWE programming, I can maybe list on one hand what I actually liked. If that. King Corbin, he completely sucked. He was buried. Like, time and time again, this guy was buried. But he finally came back during the King of the Ring tournament, put on a very, very impressive uh, run through that whole tournament, wins the the whole tournament, And then this is what we get. King Corbin with a barking mascot dog, literally barking. He was barking into the microphone on on Friday Night SmackDown with Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, who was supposedly supposed to get a push, Bobby Roode. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know if this is Bruce Pritchard just, you know, having his head so far up Vince's ass, just doing exactly what he wants. I don't know if this is supposed to be a children's show, because if it is, let us know. I will gladly stop watching. But if this show is supposed to be what I think it is, especially being on Fox, especially being in a time slot that the UFC used to occupy, I would expect this show to be at least a more mature show than what we're used to seeing, but also a more entertaining show, which has not been at all anything near what I just said. So like I just stated... SmackDown, WWE, destroying everything that King Corbin has accomplished, meaning uh, the King of the Ring tournament. They completely destroyed this Shorty G character, who was Chad Gable, who was in like uh, in in a class of his own. This guy was like just impressive. He made King Corbin look so good in the ring. He made everybody look great in the ring. Former tag team champion, former NXT tag team champion. Then they made him Shorty Gable, 
and then they condensed it to Shorty G. They put him in this Space Jam-looking motherfucker outfit. I'm not even sure what he's supposed to be exactly. But his character is just... Uh, it's gone to the point that I don't think he deserves to be on the SmackDown team going into Survivor Series. That slot should have gone for somebody uh, else. If you look at Raw's team, fucking stacked. You got legends. You got... Every single person on that team is a former world champion. And then you have SmackDown. SmackDown is all gimmicks. You have a dog, who's apparently the team captain. You have uh, a king. You have a Space Jam character. You have Mustafa Ali, which... Still don't know what the hell. I'm just... I'm blown away. I'm blown away at how badly this product has become now i've tried to stay in, invested in it i used to love I, I still love smackdown but from what we've seen since the debut on fox i don't know how fox is even withstanding this fox executives need to be laughing right now at wwe actually not laughing they need to be scolding wwe but crying that they put them in this spot because i think wwe did so much better on a Tuesday night slot on USA Network. We have Braun Strowman beat the crap out of the B team, who is a team that's underutilized. They got over for a while. The, they put the tag titles on them, and then they fell off the face of the earth. We have a former Cruiserweight champion, probably the most dominant Cruiserweight uh, superstar since Neville in the 205 Live division on 205 Live, in the, the Cruiserweight division 205 Live. Drew Gulak completely being... Jobbed on Friday nights. I don't know what the hell. This guy can be... If you if you want to utilize him properly, and he doesn't necessarily get over as a singles competitor, put him with Cesaro. Make a tag team out of Cesaro and Drew Gulak. That'd be a hard-hitting technical team. Something similar to the bar. And it they would be over. They'd be impressive. They'd be They'd be entertaining. Don't let him just be, get beaten up by Braun Strowman every week because nobody even cares about Braun anymore. He's the modern-day big show. The only match I was somewhat looking forward to was the tag team title match, which obviously was destroyed by another NXT invasion. By the way, getting fucking annoying with these NXT invasions. I want to see SmackDown invade. I want to see Raw invade. I want to see... These superstars get revenge on NXT. NXT is just running roughshod on both on both Raw and SmackDown, looking so strong going into this. By the way, Triple H running the show, I understand, but he should not be in in charge of the NXT invasion. Unless he's gonna be on the men's team. And that is something I just I hope doesn't happen. Because we have yet to have any teammates announced for the Survivor Series NXT team. So this is going to be probably we're probably going to find out on on Wednesday or knowing WWE since what like from what we've seen thus far the whole women's team for Raw was announced last night after Raw ended and it wasn't even anybody who was on Raw Sarah Logan is the fifth member of team Raw where the hell has she been This is just I'm not sure what's going on here. There has there has been no qual. I think there's been one qualifier match, and that was on SmackDown last week, where Carmella and Dana Brooke won. Other than that, everybody has just been placed. 
You want the best of the best to compete against each other. Why not have qual qualifying matches? Make all these matches on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT about qualifying for Survivor Series. Bring the prestige up of this event, which it does have prestige because this event has been around for so long. This this Survivor Series traditional tag team match is the top spot for this event. And it's being it's just being a made a mockery of. And I'm just I'm disappointed because I know what Vince McMahon is doing. He's just trying to add a dollar onto everything he possibly can, making everything a gimmick, making everything it's just too much. It's gaudy. It's too much. What happened to classic and traditional? We have a red title and a blue title. Looks like a children's toy. This is a title that the greatest wrestlers who have ever lived have held. And you make it blue and red with diamonds like a children's toy? I want something along the lines of what we see in AEW. The AEW World Championship is a world championship. That is a title belt. That is something that you look at and you're like, wow, that's that's a world champion. You compare that next to a WWE title. Yeah, the kids are going to cheer. The kids are going to pop. But it's nothing serious. And if you actually look at the champions we have right now, not knocking Bray Wyatt, but him and both him and Brock Lesnar both don't, don't show up every week. So we have basically part-time champions. They want to utilize Bray as an attraction. They don't want to have him every week. They want to have him on every specific uh like for big events for you know specific dates so they put the title on them makes sense that's the WWE logic so smackdown we saw a lot of segments a lot of in-ring segments of people getting beat up uh we saw a lot of matches end in a no contest we saw obviously the tag team championship end in a no contest nikki cross versus bailey end in a no contest leading to that women's tag team match that basically was survivor series so I don't know why the hell they had that match. And then we had the Firefly Funhouse with uh with Miss TV with Daniel Bryan and the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. Probably the best segment of the entire week, probably between uh SmackDown and Raw this week. Bray Wyatt and Br and Bryan cutting great promos, bringing up previous history, Bryan getting crazy in the ring, tying real life situations into this. I love where the character's going. I hope it, this doesn't end with Survivor Series. I hope somehow, some way, The Miz gets himself involved in this match. It becomes a triple threat match. Bray Wyatt defeats Miz at Survivor Series. And later on, possibly at WrestleMania or so, even the Royal Rumble, we maybe get a, Bri a Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan rematch. One-on-one uh, -on -one for the Universal Championship. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't see... This storyline going away anytime soon, and I see it ending somehow, some way, with Daniel Bryan holding that title once again. The question still remains is, it's not how long will Bray Wyatt hold that Universal title for, because he can hold it till next year's WrestleMania. That's how over he is. The question is, who is going to take the title off of him? And there's only a few people who I believe can. One being Daniel Bryan. Two, being Luke Harper. And three, being Kofi Kingston. Just because of the year that he's had. Now, obviously, technically, 
Bray Wyatt is a heel. That doesn't mean that he's not going to get chanted, which he has been. The crowd is way behind him. You can't put just anybody against him because they're going to get booed. You put Braun versus Bray, Braun's going to get booed. You put Braun versus Miz, Miz is going to get booed. I think Daniel Bryan, Luke Harper, and maybe Kofi Kingston are the only three on SmackDown who can possibly get Bray over as a heel and possibly take the title off of him. Not anytime soon. I also do have to say, I am hoping we get a Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley feud down the road. I hope maybe they get into it at Survivor Series because that is something that is going to be just magic in the ring. Uh, it's been a while since I said Sasha Banks should be involved in the storyline because she's kind of been, I don't know what the hell she's been doing. She came back, she was in a great spot with Becky Lynch, and it just faded. Injury after injury, she's faded. But I want to see her take take a, a shot at Rhea Ripley. That would be a really interesting, a really interesting, entertaining feud. Now, I was conversating with some Twitter followers uh, earlier today and last night during Raw, and we were talking about the possibility of what will happen with the Hardy Boys. Uh, there are currently no plans for for Jeff when he comes back, um, if he ever comes back, uh, just because of the you know personal issues he's been going through. Matt Hardy desperately trying to get himself on TV, getting himself over, which... He doesn't have to do because this guy is over already. He just needs to go to a different place. And it also, what is going on with Jeff hurts Matt because of their brand. It's it's, it's a, a twin brother brand, the Hardy Boys. You can't have one without the other, especially with the broken gimmick. It's just not, it's not the same. You You need Jeff to have Matt. You need Matt to have Jeff. And if WWE is not going to utilize Jeff, they're definitely not going to utilize Matt. And I think uh, they need to go elsewhere where they're going to be utilized. And it's a shame because they thought that they were going to end their careers in WWE. Matt Hardy was pretty much retired a year or so ago, was cleared to come back, and it's just been bullshit since they did. They won the tag team championships and had to relinquish them like the day after it's just not it hasn't been good it hasn't been a good run and you know what i see this as a pattern with a lot of old tag teams that come back we see it done with the dudley boys hardy boys they come back for one last run and wwe pretty much just finishes them now the question is do they go to impact back to impact wrestling or do they go to aew a lot of people are suggest suggesting they go back to Impact Wrestling. I'm not sure if that's the best thing right now. Impact Wrestling is reborn. They're not in the same place as they were before when Matt and Jeff were there last. I think they, uh, it's a different company now. And for them to go back, I feel like the company would be just revolved around them. And it t will take away from the talent they have there. That, that talent needs to grow uh, as individuals and should not be put in the shadows of Matt and Jeff Hardy. Not saying that Matt and Jeff Hardy are bad or anything. I'm just saying that if they go back there, they're just too big of stars to, you know, compete against those other guys. I think they need to go... I mean, I would love to see Sammy Callahan versus Matt Hardy, obviously. Maybe in a Hardy compound match. 
as some Twitter followers suggested. But I think that AEW is best suited for them because AEW is more invested in storytelling and the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Compound, the Broken Brilliance gimmick is more storytelling. And I think that if they do something with the Elite, if they do something with Pac and, and Adam Page, and there's so many opportunities there for them to grow and to build that Broken Brilliance gimmick, I think that AEW... Plus, I think there are more eyes. Let's be honest. There's more eyes on AEW currently than there are Impact Wrestling. Just because of this, of the current situation. So I think Impact Wrestling would be a great place for them. But long term, they need to be in AEW. Now you could say they would go back to Ring of Honor. But Ring of Honor has just been completely annihilated from Joey Mercury. Let's just throw that out there. He ruined that place. So... Ring of Honor is not even, not even a, a suggestion here for the Hardy Boys. Now, I do want to jump over the weekend and head into what we saw on Monday Night Raw last night. The show started with Becky Lance and Charlotte Flair defeating the Iconics in what was a great match. I have to say, that match was a great match. But I am a little frustrated with the fact that Natalia was originally booked in this storyline with Charlotte Flair to take on or to uh, go after the tag team championship, which it looked like. They had a match against the Iconics. They defeated them. They had a match against Asuka and Kairi Sane. Natalia tapped out Asuka with a sharpshooter, earning them a tag team title opportunity. And out of nowhere, we see Natalia replaced with Becky Lynch. And now it's being reported that at TLC, we're going to see uh, a, ta- a women's tag team championship TLC match, the first ever, with Becky and Charlotte t- uh, going after the titles. What the hell happened to Natalia? I think that Charlotte needed to come down a little bit from the main event scene. And I think that superstars like Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and, and Natalia needed to be brought up to a level where Charlotte was. That was a great dynamic. It's something that we haven't seen in a long time. We saw back in NXT, ma- classic matches between Natalia and Charlotte Flair. We, I don't think we've ever seen them tag in WWE until now. So that's definitely something that the fans would have been invested in. It's definitely something to you know take the reins off of Charlotte for a little while, throw her into a different storyline that's not for the women's top spot. And let's the other women come up with her. But now we have Becky Lynch thrown in there. So Becky Lynch is in the title picture and the tag team title picture. This is the WWE uh, formula that doesn't work. They put one person in all the storylines. It doesn't work. We had other pointless matches on the show. Humberto Carrillo defeated Carl Anderson. It was a long time since we saw Carl Anderson in a singles match. We saw interruptions by the OC. Obviously, this is leading to Humberto getting his U.S. title shot against AJ next week. Kind of the the similar uh, storyline that we've seen with Cedric Alexander, to be honest with you. I don't know if they're going to put the title on Humberto. I don't think they should as of now. I think he needs to uh, grow a little bit. And plus, he's not even over. He comes out, and the crowd is dead. And you can't blame it on certain crowds. It's every crowd he's in front of. He, the crowd is dead. They're not They're not behind him. They don't know him enough. That's not him. That's just the way he's being booked. Bobby Lashley defeated Noah Jose. 
Why did we have to see that? Why didn't we just end this storyline with with Lashley, Lana, and Rusev? No one cares for it. It's it's just it's bullshit. We saw Lana and Lashley basically having sex again in the ring. It's just ridiculous. No one cares. Uh, I muted the TV during that segment because I can't stand looking at Lashley's no eyebrow face, and I can't stand looking at or hearing Lana. Because her voice just irritates me. So I muted that segment. It was just garbage. 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 I'm saying the word garbage a lot in reference with WWE and it's not making me very fucking happy. Speaking of garbage, we saw Eric Rowan defeat some jobber. We saw a bunch of jobber matches. Now I can say that there were two matches and I you already know what they are. Actually, no. Three matches. Three matches that I enjoyed this week on Raw. One being Seth Rollins versus Andrade, which ended in a DQ because the Lucha House fucking boring interrupted. And I thought maybe they were going to join Andrade in some faction because that's what it seemed like they were doing. They were trying to help him. But that was not the case. It was just a, another SmackDown invasion. I don't know why they they were the ones to be used to disturb that, ma- disturb that match. Because no one cares about them. Oh, but wait. Their contracts are coming up and they threaten to leave WWE. So this is WWE's way of making them happy. The same thing they're doing with Lana and Rusev to keep them with the company. Put them in some bullshit storyline. Put them on TV. Treating them like sheep. I'm really trying to keep my composure here. The match was a really great match. But no ending. So, I I don't know what they're doing with this. Another great match. Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre. Match of the freaking night. These guys were literally killing each other. Claymore, stunner, Claymore, stunner. Back and forth action. I loved it. It was impressive. It was just, it was a match we haven't seen on Raw in such a long time. And Triple H comes out, interrupts it. No ending to the match, no DQ, no bell. The match is still going on as of now. And Triple H tried to recruit Kevin Owens. He actually said, great match. Like, what the hell? Why? You already did this with Seth Rollins. Why are we seeing it again? Two matches of the night, destroyed. One didn't get an ending and one ended in a DQ. So there you have it, Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. The third match I could say that was actually really, really great was Buddy Murphy and Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa, a match that we've seen before in on 205 Live. It's been for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I asked a question on Twitter if you prefer Akira Tozawa on the 205 Live brand or on Monday Night Raw, and a lot of people said on Monday Night Raw. Um, I I have to agree with that because if not on Monday Night Raw, he's switched between NXT and 205 Live like the other uh, Cruiserweight stars are currently. And I don't see him getting an opportunity for the title against Leo Rush anytime soon. So this is the best way to utilize him, put him in matches against Buddy Murphy. We saw on main event a few weeks ago, uh, he lost to Shelton Benjamin. I don't know if Shelton Benjamin is going to be added more. Or utilize more on Monday Night Raw. I would love to see that happen. Help get other mid-card stars over. Like Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. Not sure what is going to happen with that. 
But that match was probably the match of the night because it had all the qualifications of being that match. It was a great match, back and forth, and there was an ending to that match. The other two had no ending, technically. A lot of matches, more more matches. If you look at SmackDown and Raw this past week, majority of the matches we saw ended in a DQ or a no contest or whatever, and that's bullshit to me. That's bullshit to me, and that's bullshit to the fans who are paying to see those shows. We saw the main event of Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton and Ricochet against the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Fucking random ass match. Ended in in a DQ because of an invasion from NXT and SmackDown. (sighs) You know, when this happened, when everybody was in Saudi Arabia, stuck in Saudi Arabia... NXT invaded. I was, it was, as Pat McAfee said, November 1st, 2019, the best SmackDown in the history of SmackDown. And ever since then, every single show has been garbage. They said, wow, the WWE fans really love the invasion angle. Let's utilize it as much as we can and fucking kill it. Because that's what they've done. They've murdered it. There's blood everywhere. And all you hear is beep. It's dead. It's fucking dead. It's not entertaining anymore. They've made NXT look like heels, basically. Because they have heel superstars invading. SmackDown barely has done anything since it all started. Besides last night. And Raw is just... Taking it. <laughs> I'm not sure what is happening. And I don't know what's going to happen at Survivor Series. Because I already, we already know there's going to be a screwy ending to the end of that traditional 5-on-5-on-5 five on five on five match. We're probably going to see a, uh, a Seth Rollins heel turn. Or something along the lines. Something's going to happen. It's not going to be a clean finish. And it's going to be... Watch. It's going to be SmackDown getting the win. Fucking Baron Corbin. I, I called it weeks ago. I said my prediction was Seth was going to turn on. Well, first of all, Seth was going to take out NXT, eliminate NXT. And then he was going to turn on someone, a face on his team, either Ricochet or Randy Orton, leading to a future storyline between them. He's going to turn on his team and give SmackDown the win. And who's going to get the win for SmackDown? Baron fucking Corbin. And everyone's going to hate Corbin even more. And it's going to get smacked down the win they needed. Because they've been in last place between the three brands with this whole thing. That's what I see happening. I think I did a good job there talking about both Raw and SmackDown. I got a little crazy in some areas, but we got through it. I still have my cup of coffee here. It's still hot. And I'm still warm. So... We're doing well so far. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about everything that's happening tonight, Tuesday night, the most underrated night in wrestling, the wrestling week. We have NXT, uh, we have NWA Power. We have AEW Dark. We have Impact Wrestling. And we have the return, the formal return of CM Punk tonight on, back, on WWE Backstage 
And we also have Total Divas. We're going to talk about it all when we come back right after this. What's up, Bengal fans? Have you followed our social media pages yet? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Angle Radio for your full, all-access backstage pass to everything pro wrestling. Once again, that's at The Angle Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now back to the studio. Welcome back to The Angle. I'm your host, Joey Carney. And like I said, there is still so much to talk about. We have NWA Power tonight. We have AEW Dark tonight. We have Impact Wrestling tonight. We have Total Divas tonight. And we have the return of Mr. Cult of Personality, his former return to WWE Backstage, CM Punk. There's so much to talk about. We're going to jump in right now. I want to start off with NWA Power. I said last week that it's been pretty. It's been a little lame lately. It's getting a little... You know, eh, with me. I still love it. I love what it stands for. I love the promos. I love the superstars who are involved in that program. But we're seeing superstars like The Mark, who I don't know who that is. I don't know what, why he's there. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not too familiar with them yet. But what we've seen so far... It was like really high and it's like starting to go low. So we got to pick that up a little bit. And I know a lot of other fans are saying the same thing. We're only six or seven weeks in to the show. We got to get it going. I know this week we're going to see the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the NWA Champion, the 10 pounds of gold, Nick Aldis. He's starting to show off taking on Trevor Murdoch. That is going to be a phenomenal match. I'm looking forward to that. That's why I'll be watching tonight on NWA Power. Things are heating up in the NWA Power women's division. We have Thunder Rosa and her newfound partner, Marty Bell. They're involved with Allison Kay, the NWA Women's Champion. That is heating up. There are just a lot of things. We have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Stevens, who uh, claimed to have quit NWA last week to go back to Hollywood. I'm not sure what we're going to see with that. But... A quick, a fast, a fast rising star in NWA. I do have to say, Tony Stark will be taking on the Mark tonight. There are a lot of interesting things happening tonight. I'm sure we'll see something from James Storm in the tag team division overall. I think the tag team division is the main focus of that show. I don't know if that was uh, booked that way or what, but when I think of NWA Power, I think of Nick Aldis and I think of the tag team division because it's just so great over there. We have tonight on Impact Wrestling. I don't know why they did this. I'm still going to watch it, but they kind of ruined their... They spoil their own show. Tessa Blanchard was announced as uh, the number one contender for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship in January against Sammy Callahan. Tonight is the number one contender match. Uh, I guess she wins. I'm not sure. Well, actually, I am sure because she's announced already as the number one contender. So, NW... Uh, Impact Wrestling kind of screwing up their own main event there. But it's okay because we know it's going to be a good match regardless. It's a five, uh, it's a four-man, one-woman match. I don't want to say five-man because Tessa Blanchard is in that match. But uh, she's going to obviously win that match. I mean, there's no other way that can go down. Uh, we see a lot of things uh, heating up in the uh, X Division championship title picture. We have Ace Austin. We have Trey. Uh Ace really going after everyone's woman here. He was in a storyline with Eddie Edwards, going after his wife, Alicia Edwards. Now he's going after Trey's mom. You know, I think this is a great storyline for him. He's a young kid. He's a good-looking kid. And 
he's got such star power and I think that this is such a great storyline for him because he's got that personality where he thinks he's God and he thinks he's perfect. So this is just a great way to get him over uh, and you obviously build him up in TNA. Or sorry, TNA. Impact Wrestling. I can't believe I just said TNA. They are not anything to do with TNA anymore, ladies and gentlemen. They are Impact Wrestling. Sammy Callahan, uh, I'm just excited to see what's going to go down with him tonight. Anytime that man walks into a room, the attention is on him. He's the draw. Sammy Callahan. That's what's going down tonight on Impact Wrestling. I talked about Total Divas last week. No one really cared for it. Uh, but I said I do. I watch it. And that's only to see the outside uh, personal lives of the performers we either see on TV or majority of them we don't see. Which is really strange because when Total Divas was first announced, when it first debuted, all the stars on the show were used on TV as a way to raise the ratings for Total Divas to keep them relevant. Now that the ratings are not so great, I can tell you it's because of just that. The the superstars on Total Divas, Sonya Deville, Naomi, Natalia, Carmella, Ronda Rousey, uh, even Liv Morgan. She's not on the cast, but she's featured a lot on the show. They're not even on TV right now. They're barely used. Half of them are not even on the active roster right now. Naomi's out. Ronda Rousey's out. We haven't we haven't seen Sonya in I don't know how long. Natalia's barely utilized. Liv Morgan's been out since like July. So of course their ratings are gonna be down because superstars are people who fans who tune into Total Divas and they want to watch their these these women that they love on TV, they turn on Raw and SmackDown and they're not there. So of course ratings are down. Get your shit together, WWE. Get your shit together, E E Network. What the hell are you thinking? Aren't these Writers somehow combine with each other. They say, okay, well, they're going to be the stars on E! Network. We have to utilize them on SmackDown and Raw. So, you know, we could, you know, raise the show, raise the ratings. That's not what we're seeing. It's not rocket science, people. WWE has been around since like the fucking 30s. And this is the product we're getting. I'm not sure who's to blame here. Because it's it obviously comes down to Vince McMahon because he is in charge. But he's these people he's hiring, he's putting in place. I, what the what the fuck? There's other companies who are acting or in better spots. How is it that I watch Impact Wrestling and they have a better product than a WWE show? Impact Wrestling, they literally put up curtains for their stages because they're just they're not there yet. And they have a better wrestling product than WWE. NWA Power is a pre-taped studio show with no music, no entrances. They come through a curtain to just cheers and boos. And their promos are better than anything you see in WWE. That tells you a lot. And the more this goes on, it's just pissing me the fuck off. And I don't know what to do anymore. AEW Dark, we're going to see Dustin Rhodes on commentary. I don't know if... Did he did he really 
fracture his arm or whatever happened with with uh, Jake Hager. I'm not sure if that's a storyline or if that's just real. I'm not sure. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, another one. He's not really utilized in AEW, and I know he's more of a backstage role, a trainer of or whatnot. Uh, I'm just not sure what's going on. Are you a fan of AEW Dark? I I do want to ask that. Let me know at the Angle Radio on Twitter uh, if you are a fan of AEW Dark. I love watching the matches, um, but I read always read spoilers because I already know what's going to happen. So it's kind of difficult to uh, to stay invested when I already know who's going to win. So I try to stay off Twitter when I see those spoilers come up. Oh, one reference I want to make back to uh, Monday Night Raw from last night, probably the best part of the entire show. Samoa Joe on commentary was the best thing that has happened. I- I'm not even sure since when. I can't tell you the, be- the the last time the best thing happened on Raw. This is the best thing that has happened in the last few months. Dio Madden has been out for weeks now. Thank the Lord because he was horrible. And I think WWE realized that they took him off commentary. They're trying to find a, a different suitor for that spot. Uh... We've seen this done before. We've seen injured superstars go into the commentary booth. We've seen CM Punk do it. We've seen Miz do it. We've seen Ziggler do it. We've seen, we even see it now with Aiden English. He's uh, on 205 Live. Samoa Joe raised that team up so well last night. King wasn't as annoying. Vic Joseph was making sense. And by the way, Vic Joseph, I'm going to say this right now. And I tweeted it out last night if you didn't see it. I'm surprised that Vince McMahon has not yet created a storyline involving uh, Vic Joseph and Michael Cole, Vic Joseph being the illegitimate son of Michael Cole because they are fucking clones of each other. They say the same things. They they say that, and it makes me want to throw up all over my screen because Vic Joseph was fantastic in NXT. He was fantastic on 205 Live. He was fantastic when he was calling the NXT UK uh, for the time that he did. And now he's just become Michael Cole on Monday Night Raw. And it's just, it's a shame because he's great. So Samoa Joe last night on that commentary team made everybody look good. I was actually enjoying the commentary. They were talking about the matches. They were talking about things that actually mattered. It was making sense. It was flowing. It was just so fluent like we haven't seen before. We usually see people talk over each other or someone will say something and they just stop because they don't know what the fuck they were saying. Jerry Lawler didn't say as many stupid things as he normally does. It was just, it it flowed really well. And I hope WWE took notice and I hope that they changed the commentary team going forward. Now, back to what we were saying. I just wanted to get that thought out about Monday Night Raw last night. Great commentary by Samoa Joe. Now, what I'm looking forward to most tonight out of everything that's happening on this Tuesday night, which I think everybody else in the wrestling world is looking forward to, and that is CM Punk's uh, debut on WWE Backstage. What he's going to say, he, he's already tweeted out that he's uh, had to build his knowledge on the last five years of wrestling, and a majority of it has been about the women, and that, I can already tell you, is true. <laughs> we already see him getting in some controversy. He tweeted out... Uh, he he tweeted out something and tagged Tony Khan, Vince McMahon in a tweet. And Tony Khan getting involved. Man, sometimes I wish people would just stay off Twitter. And uh, Randy Orton came after him. 
calling out his dad for being, you know, a criminal or, or I don't remember. I don't know exactly what it was. He called out his dad for being corrupt. And then we saw Brandy Rhodes get involved in there. And then we saw Charlotte Flair get involved in there. Ah, I, I tweeted out yesterday. I think CM Punk should have his own podcast. He'd be better. He'd be the top podcast. He'd be he'd outbeat Joe Rogan. Because CM Punk is is mainstream now. He's not just a WWE superstar CM Punk. He is the real person, Phil Brooks. He's a former UFC star. Not that he did well there, but he showed his face in UFC and people know who he is. I would love to see CM Punk's podcast and you have Randy Orton and Tony Khan on there. <laughs> That would be great. That would be the it'd be like I said, it'd outdo Joe Rogan's podcast. It'd be the the number one podcast in the entire world. But people came at me last night for that, so we're gonna stop talking about that. Uh, you know what? I got you know we're not gonna stop talking about it. People came at me last night. It kind of pissed me off. People called me a Debbie Downer because I didn't I, I the things I was tweeting about Monday Night Raw. I'm entitled to my own opinion, and that show was garbage despite the few matches I said I enjoyed. If you don't like it. Don't like my tweets. It's not like I'm in the same room as you and you just hear me talking. You can easily just scroll down and mind your damn business. But you just want to get involved in a conversation. Call me a Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer, you my ass. I've been trying for weeks to make wrestling, for months now, to make wrestling give hope. And be enthusiastic and optimistic about what we're seeing. And it's just getting worse and worse. Sometimes you got to call them out. Sometimes you got to say it's garbage when it's garbage. And like I said at the beginning of the show, there are fans who have their profile pictures with that fucking barking dog, that Roman Reigns dog. That's the problem. That's the fucking problem. And then we get these other fans who say, you can only like AEW or you can only like WWE. Wow, I didn't know we got all political here with the Democrats and Republicans. What happens about the people in the middle, which is majority? Hmm? I love WWE, and I love AEW, and I love Impact Wrestling, and I love NWA Power, and I love MLW, and hell, I even love ECW, even though it's not even around anymore. I still love it. I think that the fickle fans, and that's what they are. They are fickle fans. And I'm going to explain to you in the best way I know how. Fans wanted more from professional wrestling. They wanted more from than just WWE. TNA was gone. ECW was gone. They had indie scene wrestling like Ring of Honor. New Japan. They couldn't really get it here. It wasn't on televised TV. You had to like look it up and find it. It wasn't the same as having WWE on their screen every week. Impact Wrestling came back to life. AEW came into play. MLW came into play. New Japan Pro Wrestling got dates in the U.S. There's a wrestling show on. every, At least one show on. Every day of the week. And nobody talks about Thursdays because NXT UK is on Thursdays. Every day of the week. And you have AEW events on Saturdays. You have takeovers on Saturdays. And you have WWE events on Sundays. And you have other wrestling events on the weekend. 
almost every day of the week, you have a wrestling show on. Something different that you can watch. You went from saying, we want more. We want more wrestling. From only having WWE to having one, at least one every day of the week. And you're bitching? And you're saying we have to pick sides? You unappreciative, fickle, little bitch. How could you, how could you demand more? Get more than what you demanded for and complain. Now, complaining that you don't like WWE product, well, that's what I do because I don't like it. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching it because I need the knowledge for my show, but I love it. So say what you want, complain about my tweets, call me a Debbie Downer. At the end of the day, I find a way to stay enthusiastic and to make us uh, make room for all pro wrestling fans. And the ones that are coming at me are the ones with fucking Roman Reigns mascot dog profile pictures claiming that you can only like one out of all of what we have. So you should take a, a look in the mirror, probably smack your head against it, and then come talk to me. And if not, then just shut the hell up and let me do my thing. But like I was saying earlier, we have so much to go on tonight. NWA Power, AEW Dark, Impact Wrestling, Total Divas, WWE Backstage, and then of course tomorrow we have the Wednesday Night Wars, NXT, and AEW Dynamite. Triple H stating on Monday Night Raw last night that the door is wide open. He's leaving the doors open for anybody from Raw, SmackDown, or both brands to come make a statement at, at, at uh, NXT. Great. Uh, transition from Triple H to help ratings with the Wednesday Night Wars since they have not won once. It's AEW 7, NXT 0. And both shows have put on great products. There have even been shows that I said AEW was better and then a lot of shows that I said NXT was better. But at the end of the day, it comes down to viewership and NXT has lost seven weeks in a row. Start to now. To AEW. It says a lot about the product. says a lot about the viewers. And what they want to see. So going forward. I think WWE needs to really take a look at this. And see what they can do better. Because obviously what they're doing is not working. And other companies too. We see companies like Impact Wrestling. Taking shots at WWE stars. Uh, imp, uh, taking shots at N uh, AEW stars. They want to get their name in the hat too. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's all enjoyable. And like I said, you can enjoy it all. You don't have to pick one. Don't feel pressured by these idiotic, moronic fans that say you can only like one or the other. You can like it all. You can watch it all, because I do. And I love it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fucking wrestling. Oof. Every day of the week, I'm, I'm like glued to my TV like never before. But it's, it's worth it because I love wrestling. And if you do too, well then, there you go. And as much as I bash certain products, especially WWE products. I am a lifelong WWE fan. It is, it is my it's in my blood. Okay? I will never stop watching it. But it's also like a relationship. You go through rough patches. You could be married for 20 years, like I've been invested in WWE for 20 years. And you can have high moments and you have low moments. And there's sometimes where you think maybe you need to call it quits. Maybe you need to get a divorce. Maybe you need to break up. But if it's real love, 
you find a way to make it work. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my relationship with the WWE. I'm finding a way to make it work. I try to find at least one or two things, maybe three things, a whole whole handful of things I enjoy on the show, like I talked about earlier. And I will continue to do that going forward. And I always like to end the show on a positive, enthusiastic, uh, optimistic viewpoint. And that is that I love professional wrestling. I will never stop watching professional wrestling. It is in my blood. It's part of my daily life. It's part of my daily routine. And before we end the show, I do I do want to get into a few things that are happening uh, soon. This Sunday, if you haven't seen our Twitter post and Instagram post and Facebook post, this Sunday is Survivor Series. The Angle will be doing a live pre-show on YouTube about an hour, an hour and a half before the show. People are already questioning me, is it going to be a two-hour pre-show? Who knows? Maybe. We're starting it at 5 p.m. Sunday night. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver War Games, and then we're going to jump into Survivor Series. We're going to run down the whole card. We're going to talk about match predictions, uh, what we expect to happen, where we see storylines going, uh, major key points, major things that you know people are not talking about going to the event. Uh, we're going to talk about everything, like I said, from NXT TakeOver War Games. And any other breaking news that is going on at that time. So yes, if it does take two hours, it will take two hours. But we're starting at five and we're seeing how long it's going to go. We're going to have special guests, special prizes. I just got in some NXT shirts that we will be giving away. I actually ordered some Bray Wyatt, Amazon exclusive Bray Wyatt Funko Pops. The Fiend Bray Wyatt Funko Pops that we will be giving away as well. And also some... Angle merchandise, some new merchandise we have in. And we are also running a contest that will be running through December, which is where we're letting you, the Angle fans, decide what will be on our shirts when we go live to SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, December 20th in Brooklyn, New York. We're going to be live at the event. We're going to be going live, uh, streaming live. We're going to be talking to people, trying to get uh, interviews with different superstars, fans. We're going to be part of the show, and we want you to decide what our shirts will be. We want you to be a part of the action as well. So you can tweet us any message, phrase, quote, whatever you would want to see on our shirts. And the best one we will pick and it will be on our shirts. And we'll be uh, obviously in pictures and whatnot, videos. But that is going to be awesome. It's a great way for fans to be involved in that on that night. It's going to be a fun time. Friday Night Smackdown, December 20th, Brooklyn, New York. You decide the shirts we wear and just tweet us or DM us at The Angle Radio. Now, if you're going to be there, if you're going to be in New York City for that event, tweet us at The Angle Radio. DM us. Follow us. Let's meet up. We're going to be, have, we're going to be uh, giving away some, some stuff that we have. Uh, we're bringing some Angle stickers we just got made, some Angle shirts. Uh, we'll interview you. This show, like I said, is by the fans, for fans, and we want to interview superstars, and we want to talk to fans. We'll make everybody feel like they're the same, equal. So if you're in the area, if you're going to be at the show, tweet us. We'll, we'll walk around the, <laughs> the arena, and we'll talk wrestling. It's all going to be filmed. If not filmed, we'll record it for the podcast. Whatever you feel comfortable with, we'll make you feel like a special guest, on the angle. It's going to be a fun time. If you're around, let us know. Tweet us at the angle radio. Now, again, before, before I know I've said this already before, 
but before we end the show again, uh, I had a suggestion sent to me by one of our Twitter followers at TBK underscore secret. And they asked or they suggested that we end the show uh, with a fantasy booking. That I give you guys, the fans, some sort of fantasy booking. And you guys write back on Twitter how you would want to see that go down. You be you become the WWE writer. You become the booker. You become the creative director of whatever brand you want to be. Whatever brand you think these superstars should be. And I thought that was an excellent idea. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. So I was thinking about long and hard as to what I would, what storyline I would want to see. And who it would involve and where it would go down. So this is going to be what I would want to see. And then after I give my point of view, you guys can tweet us at the angle radio, how you would see that story go down. So we're at the 2020 Royal rumble. It's down to Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan, two superstars of their respective shows who deserve to be in the main event of WrestleMania, who have put in the work, who deserve to be number one contender for that title. It comes down to Daniel Bryan defeating Kevin Owens. Daniel Bryan wins the 2020 Royal Rumble. And out of nowhere, before the fireworks hit, before he hits his supposed yes chant, before he gets his arm raised, Lesnar's music hits. And out comes Lesnar and Paul Heyman. And they stand on the ramp looking eye to eye with Daniel Bryan. The lights go dark. And out comes the fiend Bray Wyatt. It is now time for Daniel Bryan to decide which title, which champion he's going to go after at WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay, Florida. And from there, I want you guys, the Angle fans, to decide what happens next. And give me the whole storyline. Write it out as long, as far as you want. Till next year's WrestleMania for all I give a shit. Let me know what you think is going to happen. Tweet me at the Angle Radio. And we'll go from there. And for now... I'm your host, Joey Carney. This has been a very, very therapeutic episode of The Angle. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening. We'll see you on Thursday. This has been The Angle. See you guys next time. And before you go, remember that The Angle is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Rate us and leave a review, and we'll read it live on the air. See you on the next episode.